You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. So, hey, do you want to do you want to pick up where we left off, Chris, or do you want to talk about positioning? You want to hit some of these questions? Where do you want to go? I love the thoughts of talking about the positioning, unless Jay has anything else he wants to wrap up. Well, there's a couple of very critical elements okay. that you need to know. And if I don't address them, I, I, there's many, many more, but let me give you the three or four that you have to have. Okay. Okay. First, not necessarily in order is you want to use metaphors, similes, analogies as often as you can because people can grasp, relate, and understand things much easier when you make these kinds of examples. And anybody who's religious, doesn't matter your your, uh, religious uh, uh, commitment, but it's basically parables. You have to do that. Number two, Everyone's looking for how can I manipulate? What can I do to get people to buy? And it's really not the right question. The right question is how much value can I contribute that is defined as value on their side, not just mine? Mm. Uh, Another one is anytime any two people come together for any reason, that's why this is also life uh, uh, related, whether it be uh, commerce, business, friendship, love, lust, one side is always being asked either verbally or non-verbally, implicitly or or explicitly, knowingly or unknowingly, to take on all, most, or more than all of the risk. More than all the risk, you get married, you have kids, it doesn't work out, now you got uh, you know, you give up your career, whatever it is, you got this burden. Uh, I believe, and, and re- preeminence stipulates that you don't want to wait for money to change hands to start generously and richly investing in the other side, but you don't do it just implicitly. I uh, believe that there has to be an understanding with people of what, why you're doing. I don't think giving things free without explanation is a very valuable thing to do. I think you're better off saying, I want to buy you uh, this this uh, uh, workshop, this course, uh, and all I want you to do is agree that first of all, if you sign up, you will show up. If you show up, you'll show up fully attentive. If you show up fully attentive, you will pay absolute attention, take all the notes, not have your other devices on because your life is is the, the reason we're doing this, not ours. We already know this or something like that. The next and one of the most critical and, and defining elements of preeminence is that you have to shift your uh your value system, most people fall in love either with business, making money, with uh, a product, service, industry, online marketing. But if you really want to be outrageously 
successful, multiply it many times over whatever you can possibly achieve by those previously acknowledged uh, categories, you fall in love with your client instead. And the reason is you want to be, you want to be able to see your product service deployed in their life, making a difference in life. Even if you're selling ice cream and if only for 15 minutes, you give an adult who's got a very stressful life, 15 minutes of joy and solace and nostalgia, remembering when they were innocent and young. And that's, that's a very valuable contribution. But if you don't really see them as anything but a credit card charge or a, you know, or a check or a wire transfer, then you've lost the whole meaning of being preeminent. Preeminent is about seriously caring more deeply about uh, the client. Now you have three clients. Oh, by the way, you have to refer to them at very least in your mind and preferably in your in your verbalization as clients, not customers. And the reason why is threefold. First of all, it shows more respect for both them and for you. Second, if you want to be the most trusted advisor, but you refer to your uh, buyers as customers, if you look up Webster's Dictionary's definition, a customer is someone who buys a commodity or a service. Mm. When you call me your customer, what you're telling to me is that you are nothing more than a commodity or uh, a generality. You have no value above and beyond everyone else. So you're really, you're succumbing to the very essence of what you're trying to get away from. Second, if you look up the Webster's Dictionary definition of a client, it's someone who's under the care, the protection, the well-being of another. The relationship uh, itself and the and the uh, and the uh, the what is the word I want to use? The not the state, but the uh, the level and the dimension of the relationship is totally different. You want to see yourself as being and doing that and having that kind of relationship because when you do all of this, there is a miraculous, almost elevating, liberating power that starts emanating from you and your, uh, and your company that is more magnetic and more authentic and starts precipitating enormous outcomes from things you normally would have just gotten, you know, decent return from. Another critical function and factor is you must be on an absolute crusade or a mission. And everyone in your organization has to feel that they are a direct part of the creation, the achievement, the fulfillment of that mission for others, for your clients. And speaking of clients, I'll give you a couple more that we can stop. There's a lot more dimension than this. Uh, your clients are three categories. Certainly, and first, they're the ones that pay you. But ironically, the other two categories are the ones you pay, your team members and your external resources and advisors. You want to do everything in your power to make them great. You want to do everything in your power to make the relationship with them enriching. You want to grow and develop 
the abilities, the capabilities, the 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 success of everyone in your in your uh, scepter because their growth will translate to your growth. And I can go on and on, but that's a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. Someone said customers is transactional versus clients, which is relational. That's so great. You're very drawing good. the distinction well, there. I have a. I have some questions, Chris, if that's okay, about what Jay's talking about, unless you sure. want to pop in. Yeah, here. well, Jay's dropping bombs, so make sure you guys tag people, get them on here, because this is extremely valuable. So, Jay, I'm, I'm remembering back to a couple weeks ago, um, and we're, you know us, you know our brand is like, we don't have any facades or fronts, we'll just tell people like it is, and we were basically depressed, and you had to like pull us out of the gutter and <laughs> save us, so... We were running to mommy and daddy and you were like, you're going to be okay. And the reason that you told us, the, the wisdom you gave us is we had fallen out of love with the people that we were helping mm. and you reset us. And would you say in your experience, would you say that most of the times when someone's just getting burned out and they're just getting fatigued and they're just not enjoying the, their, their life or their business anymore, is most of the cause of that do you find go going to come back down to you've fallen out of love with the people you're serving and you've fallen in love with maybe the byproduct of the, the return you're giving to get rather than giving to give. Would you agree with that? That's profoundly true. Uh, I have a very dear friend who is one of the most powerful people I've ever met. And I don't mean powerful in terms of uh, his, his uh, wealth or significance in the business world. He is one of the very, very few uh, grandmasters of Chinese energy that uh, exists alive today and his abilities, uh, whatever you believe in, are profound. However, I had to work very deeply with him because he was so in love with the, the energy and what it could do that he lost track of the human element and he became uh, attitudinally uh, depressed and prejudiced because he saw all the imperfection in mm. humankind and he only wanted to work with the, the, the best. And I explained to him that I believe every human being wants to be better unless yeah. they have some mental illness or something that is not their fault that has adversely affected them. They just don't know how. And they deserve to be loved and appreciated and invested in because the leverage in that is profound. And you have to be, yeah, I think a lot of people get burned out because they see the consumers price shopping and not honoring their word and not paying on time and all these things. And they, they take it as a personal affrontery and feel, uh, and feel violated. And, and I have, Money owed me all the time. I have people that don't always keep their word. And I get disappointed, but I also realize that getting angry with human beings for being human is stupid. What your job is to set a higher role model so that they can see uh, a totally different person that they ascribe more to honor, to commit to and I think it's a it's a beautiful positive game that you're playing way above 
the you know the the ground level of frustrating transactional business it's much more fulfilling uh you have a lot more passion and compassion i talked to uh i had a very interesting discussion with one of the most famous transformatic uh uh personages that ever lived before uh, he stopped doing it. And he told me that the way that he was most effective was looking at every human being as being magnificent, but not yet fulfilling on that and carrying so much crap and baggage they needed help getting rid of it because they didn't even know how to uh, extricate themselves. And he said that when he started working with any group, his goal was to have zero sympathy, but unbelievable yet ruthless uh, empathy and compassion. Yes. Which, well, what happened yesterday, I can't change. But I can help you make yourself better. I can help you see yourself realistically. I can help extricate yourself from flawed thinking or self-serving thinking or yes. self-destructive thinking. So good. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Chris, can I ask the next one? Yes, sir. I'm just, while I've got him here, I'm just going to get You're on, on a answers. roll, man. Jay, in a world where everyone's trying to monetize everything, everyone's trying to make as much money for as little investment as possible. That's, that's the state of internet marketing as we see well, it today. They also want to do it in their underwear while watching <laughs> yes. reruns of WWF. Exactly. So everyone's trying to, to monetize everything. And if they give, con they're giving to get. That's what they're, the internet marketing world is giving to get something in return. Um, and, and you're saying, and this is what you've challenged us on, is, is give to give, give to make a difference, give to invest. But my question for you now, we're going to switch gears a little bit is there are, uh, there's an unheard of amount of experts who are masters at what they do. They're very, very good, but they're not making any money and they have a tough time building wealth and they're just struggling. I, I think that, you know, building wealth, you should be rewarded richly for your contribution as you have, as we have. What would you say to the experts who they're very good at what they do, but they are having a difficult time actually building a solid business that produces wealth for them and their families? Does that question make sense? It's a great question. I would say a couple of things that, uh, that it's first of all, that old adage about if you build the greatest mousetrap, the world will come to you is not true unless you have a very, very unique uh, uh, patent or, or, or <laughs> trademark. For most people, they have a moral responsibility you know, to educate the marketplace. I was drawn to marketing and then strategy many years ago because I was privileged to meet talented people that understood that the only way that the marketplace could appreciate not just, excuse me, their talent, but also the value of that talent was that if they helped educate them and education wasn't a bunch of vacuous hyperbolic statements. It was denominating what they did and what it was worth. It was comparing what they did to what others do. It was distinguishing 
uh, why and how they could make a difference in what someone else does, life or business. It was advocating for yourself, but not in a egotistical or arrogant or brash or, or audacious or disgusting way, but with a sense of humility, but where the, the market could appreciate the differences you offered. I mean, really and truly, it's a little bit, it's arrogant and ignorant to think that the market should just find you, knowing how how complicated the world is. Don't you think, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it, yes, I'm writing that down. It's arrogant to think that the market should just find you. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the most outrageous uh, and, and uh, ludicrous reality. It can find you after you gain awareness, but it still needs some vehicle to get, whether it's a magazine article, online, uh, podcasts. Uh, one of my colleagues did a podcast on Dave uh, Asprey, and now he was discovered, and 20 other people in the genre came to him, and all of a sudden, you know, he was discovered. Same person he'd always been, but he was discovered. But I think whether it's marketing, whether it's whether it's uh, media, whether it's uh, uh, gaining collaborative uh, involvement with other people, either in business, having them promote you, having them be a sidekick in what they do. I mean, there's lots, there's an infinite number of ways to do it, but you have, and you have to be able, if, if you don't respect yourself enough to, uh, to, I'm going to find the right word because uh, you don't want to be you don't want to be egotistical. But if you don't respect yourself enough to help the market appreciate you and the value that you represent to them above and beyond the alternatives, and if you don't see that you re represent value, and you got to figure out what in fact is your distinct value proposition. What is your differentiation? You can be one of a million talented experts and that's actually a disadvantage. You have to be a distinctive expert and it can be, you can be, I tend to be the very high end of omni knowledgeable, uh, sort of what, you know, just understanding the, the holistic totality of the revenue side, although I'm not that strong on, on technology, but some people can be the specialists. They can be the the the, the lower, the higher, the the revenue sharing, the guaranteeing performance outcomes. But you better find another dimension besides just expertise, because I think today uh, it's 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 become uh, just the standard for everybody. I mean, I'm, it, that doesn't mean that a bunch of, of very ill-informed and very uh, limited knowledge people are purporting themselves to be far more expert than they are. But if you just take the category of all the people who really are experts but are struggling, there's three 
there's three alternatives. One is advocate for yourself. Second is, is use your skill for something you own and it doesn't have to be selling information. You can apply it to any of a million different product service categories. Third is start partnering with other people and don't ask for fees. Get pieces of the business, pieces of the revenue, pieces of the profit. You have a lot of optionality if you really want to, but sitting around frustrated, waiting for the, you know, the throngs and the maddening crowds to beat down your, your online door is a little bit presumptuous, don't you think? Yeah, Jay, I, I have a question. Um, and hold, as on, hold on, hold on. We should do, you want to do a giveaway? You want to do one quick giveaway? Yeah. Why are well, you asking gonna, question? I was just going to tee this up. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, you're on a roll, dude. I, I don't want to step on your toes. No, I was just going to say, let's do a quick giveaway because we have like all of Jay's books and uh, we're going to buy some more and send them out to you. Um, so I want to give you guys, this is the book that I just finished reading. I have about 15 pages of notes from it. And this is what it is. You remember writing this, Jay? I wrote that right after the 208. Uh, it was, it was Crash. very timely. So here's what I think. We're in, a, uh, we're in a long sprint, and I think that economically, things are going to correct soon. But I think that true marketers, true business builders, the, the information in this book can bulletproof you. Yeah, 100% bulletproof you. So let's send a couple copies of this out to people. I want you to answer this question and you would have had to be on the beginning to win this giveaway. When Jay started talking about establishing yourself as the only viable option, he said there are a couple steps, step one, step two, step three. What was the first step to establishing yourself as the only viable option? And while Chris is asking this question, I'm going to be monitoring the comments and we're going to pick the one who answers it correctly. All right. Yeah. And go ahead and tag someone and invite them to this live stream. Uh, Jay, in regards to arguably your, your life's greatest work in regards to preeminence, we have a lot of people on here who are absolute experts, but they live in a place of obscurity. They're unknown. So what would you say is the best way to accelerate themselves uh, in regards to preeminence? into becoming the most trusted advisor in their marketplace to where they are the only option in their marketplace? Well, I think if they're struggling, it means that their time is not being fully utilized or if it's being fully utilized, they're not commanding very much for it. So what I'll just tell you what I did and I'll tell you what I've gotten many, uh, uh, non-traditional uh, wellness healthcare professionals to do and it's pretty predictable. When I started I had a track record of managing and directing marketing and strategy for a couple of companies that grew very rapidly but I wanted to get into this more elevated field of performance-based consulting where I got paid unlimited on the impact I could make in somebody's business, but I didn't have the reputation. So the first thing I did is I went to a company that at that time was the leading producer of audio uh, uh, information on business, on management, marketing, sales, uh, 
uh, skill sets. It was Nightingale Conant. Today, Nightingale Conant is very small, but there was a time they were, I don't know, $100, $150 million, and they were big, and they published everyone who was a bestseller. And I went to them, and I offered to help them with their business uh, gratis. And if I made a big difference, I wanted them to laudatory uh, endorse and introduce me to all their published business, sales, personal development authors. And I worked very hard and I made them uh, an enormous amount of money because I was very skilled at uh, identifying uh, unutilized un, uh, assets that they had sitting under their nose. They introduced me to a hundred of the top experts. I offered each of those experts to buy them two hours of my time. And I also sent them a book that I had created, which we sold ultimately 72,000 copies of for $377 a copy in, in a year and a half. But I, I, the deal I made was I will consult with you and, and my, my ask in return is that you give me an endorsement if what I uh, convey is viable, has an impact, and is profoundly different than the maddening crap. And I got 82 to give me endorsements and I was on my way. But I think if people aren't paying you, you could pay them. And in services, particularly if you're great, and get their endorsement. And with that endorsement, you could stipulate introduction to, you know, their sphere of influence. If they sell business to business, introduction to uh, all their clients in some form as a value add. I can go on and on, but we have chiropractors and people like that uh, when they when they want to really grow, they'll go to the influencers in their community and they'll, I, I've created a formula and they'll go to the influencers and they'll, uh, they'll, they'll cite all the things they can really have a positive impact on everything from obviously back, neck to uh, depression and uh, ADD, all these things. And they'll say, you certainly have someone in your life or yourself that has probably been struggling with these, we, I will treat them uh, unlimited until we produce either profound improvement or no improvement. And the only stipulation is if we produce profound improvement, you agree that whenever you have the opportunity, which will be often because people will tell you, I got a headache, got, a, got a this, got a that, can't sleep, to just recommend us uh, because you know we we deliver, and when they were not being fully utilized anyhow, and we had them go to maybe ten, twenty, thirty influencers, two things happen. After the first period, the influencers more often than not got a positive outcome because they wouldn't really take on things that were outside their you know their competency zone. Number two, those people would become their actual paid clients and they would also refer like mad. But, but sitting, I mean, the, the most 
there's a great quote that um, uh, uh, Gary Halbert, the, the deceased copywriter, had. He said, more is accomplished in life through movement than has ever been achieved through meditation. And another mm. person that I know, Robert Ringer, wrote a book on action, and he used a derivative of the Einstein quote, nothing happens till something or someone moves. If you're not getting, and also if you're not getting the growth, the success, the expert uh, marketplace acknowledgement you want, and that your skill set and your uh, and your ability to produce and perform deserves, then whatever you're doing, if it's sitting still, if it's doing nothing, if it's not marketing, if it's not submitting articles, if it's not starting a podcast, if it's not trying to get interviewed, if it's not distinguishing your advantage, if it's not trying to partner, then you pretty much deserve what you're getting. And that may sound brutal and inhumane, but the only reason that I have the stature that I have is that I have truly adhered to the kinds of things I'm talking about. Mm. If I had, I had enormously unique ability at a young age, but I had no marketplace recognition. So if I had not proactively taken on the self-responsibility for helping the market discover me and appreciate me and see me highly distinctively above, beyond, differently, then I'd still be unknown and I would deserve that. Real, real fast, I just want to interject and make sure people are catching, I think, what is a subtle distinction but a very uh, significant distinction is you keep saying helping the market discover me. You're not saying getting what is owed. You're not saying getting them to pay attention to me. You're not saying, you know, like you, do you guys, are you catching that? He's, you're constantly focused about helping serving. I, I, it's not their fault. They don't know about you. It's not their fault. They don't see you differently. It's not their fault. They don't see if they saw what you could do and they got it, they'd be on the phone calling you. Wouldn't mm. it? Yep. So. Oh yeah, that's so good. It, it's illogic to unless you know unless you're uh, the psychic marketer and you can beam out to the world to call you and they don't know why they just have this sudden urge that's been precipitated by bouncing your beam off the moon and into as many brains <laughs> people as you can or consumers. How do you imagine people are going to appreciate you and discover you? Right. If you all travel to your city and one day, do you remember the movie Field of Dreams? Yep. They're going to just knock on your door and 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 you're going to be and you know the sky is going to open and, and the angels are going to trumpet and nirvana and wealth and success and uh, industry acknowledgement and prosperity is going to be you know, before you know, you've got to take it. I mean, there's proaction, there's reaction. Uh, most people in life, there's three things that happen. There are people for whom uh, they sit and they watch things happen. There are people 
that make things happen and there are people for whom things keep happening too. And mm. if you look at it, I believe this is a very profound realization that I got from someone else. So uh, I, I, it's not original, but it's very powerful if you wish to embrace it. About 2% of what happens in someone's life, I believe, are acts of God, meaning they're things you can't control. Uh, tsunamis, hurricanes, birth defects, uh, and theoretically in the future they can even control those. Uh, accidents, things like that. And even some of those are our own fault. But 98% of how our life and our business, our career, our health, our whatever plays out are the result of actions we take or don't, decisions we make or don't, factors, forces, uh, 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 immutable laws of, you know, whether it's physics, nature, that we either harness or we allow to whipsaw us. And when you realize how much more control you really have and how um, controlled you have allowed yourself to be by, you know, by non-existent chains that really, and this reminds me, you know how they do the elephant? They, they, uh, they put a stake in the ground and they, they a, and yep, yeah. But after a while, the stake is nothing. The elephant, does, when they're little, they can't pull it out. When they're 2,000 pounds and can, you know, can push, uh, you know, a car, uh, you know, around a racetrack, the fact that they're tethered by a, you know, a pin that deep in, in the dirt isn't what holds them really there. It's the mental, uh, the mental perception. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I want to make sure that you guys got just the answer and to set that up um, in establishing yourself in your marketplace, getting that trust, getting that authority, is to identify the people who already have that in your marketplace. Go and buy time for them, right? Give them your service in exchange for their trust and authority they've already established with the market is such uh, an amazing way to accelerate your path to preeminence. So some of you guys might have missed that, but I wanted to kind of just sum that up for you. Um, that was beautiful, Jay. What's up, everybody? Chris here. And just want to take a minute and say thank you so much for listening to the Smartest Guys in Marketing podcast. We really appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, please go leave a review on iTunes, whether it's positive or negative, we want to hear your feedback and know what you're thinking and how we can improve. Um, and if you know anybody that needs to hear what we're saying, please share with them. And the last thing I have to tell you today is if you haven't gotten the monthly memos, jump over there and grab it at trafficandfunnels.com slash memos. Here's the deal. The monthly memos is an opportunity for us to download what's happening in our business with our clients. And that's from mindset to marketing, to strategy, to tactics, to traffic, to funnels, uh, business operations across the board. We are able to just break down and give to you what's happening. So our journey 
is to make a big impact. We want to make a massive impact on people's lives. And for us to do that, we're doing things like the monthly memos. We want you to get ahead faster and make a lot less mistakes that, than what we have made. And I think it's a great medium for you to do that. So jump over there, grab that. The price is ridiculously low. And we, we did that for a reason, just so there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to jump on there. Travelgunfunnels.com slash memos. And uh, listen, again, really, really appreciate you guys.